When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consistency is the hallmark of greatness. The beginning of it is to train their mind. And we all love the opportunity to get out there on the football field, but it all begins long, long, long before that. Adam Cushing is the run game coordinator at Duke University, and he also coaches the offensive line. Prior to the Blue Devils, he spent three years as the head coach at Eastern Illinois. Coach Cushing spent 15 seasons in a variety of roles at Northwestern University, including 10 as the offensive line coach. He also coached the Superbacks, tight ends, and H-backs and started there as a graduate assistant working with the offensive line. He had recruiting coordinator responsibilities as well, twice earning national recognition as one of the Big Ten's top recruiters. Coach Cushing got a start in coaching as an assistant coach at the University of Laverne. In this segment from the third annual Lawrence First and Goal Clinic, Coach Cushing focuses on what it takes to create a consistent player. While he gives examples with the offensive line, what he describes applies to all position groups, units, and the team. He establishes that consistency is the hallmark of greatness. His discussion includes mental consistency in training players' minds, especially related to the game plan, player-owned culture, and consistency with cultural messages. The entire clinic talk is available on CoachTube. The link is in the show notes. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. First and foremost, I want to say thanks to John and Marianne Luz for great opportunity to give back. Anybody that listened this morning live or that ends up listening to this clinic knows that you're supporting an incredible cause. And we all get into coaching to give back to the world and make the world a better place. And and certainly John has got a charity near and dear to his heart, but certainly has made an enormous impact has taken, you know, the game of football and made an impact on players throughout the years with the camps to given a, a ton of money for this research and, and now for coaches. So um, just an honor to, to speak for this organization and for this great charity. And so without further ado, I'll get into this thing. I've had the good fortune throughout my career to 
work with the offensive line. Obviously, those of us that do that are biased, knowing that it's the best position on the football field. And so just wanted to speak today about creating a consistent offensive lineman and truly what it takes to do that, because really, and, and you know, it's the first thing I've got here, consistency is the hallmark of greatness, right? And I think we all know that sometimes we can get caught up into doing and trying to be a jack of all trades and master a none. And in the end, I think the most important thing is to master some things and make sure that the young men that we coach are great at something, right? It's better to be great at a few things than kind of good at about a thousand things, right? We've got to work to truly help them master their craft. In order to, to create consistency, I, I look at it in two realms. I think there's the mental and the physical, and we all know that the mental controls the physical. And so we start when it comes to consistency, you don't just create consistency out there with reps on the field. That's an enormous, enormous part of it, certainly, right? We all know that. But as it moves forward, truly the beginning of it is to train their mind. And we all love the opportunity to get, get out there on the football field, but it all begins long, long, long before that. So I'm just going to start with what this is to me. And I believe this statement is maybe the most important thing that we can teach our young men, right? You move toward and become like what you think about most. And it certainly relates to football. If you're thinking about the, the details, if you're focused on being great at a few fundamentals, you're going to be able to be good at that. But more important, we're all trying to build better men through the game of football. What are we allowing ourselves to focus on, right? And teaching our young men that, that, you know, there are so many distractions, distractions that, you know, if you're coaching, even the youngest coaches in the profession didn't have as many distractions as these guys do. It seems to multiply on a daily basis with social media and all the information available. And, you know, as coaches, you know, sometimes when we've been in our profession a little while, we've been, a, we're a little longer in the tooth, longer in the career. We have this tendency to lament, right? All that stuff that goes on. And in the end, that's just not useful, right? What we have to do is, is teach them that everything that they think about is what they're going to become and move toward. And so that we have to do everything we can to fill their heads with the right things, is to provide them with great information, to have every single time you interact with them be about more than football, because we all have had that coach and you're, you know, there's times in your life where, you know, when you're being coached, you roll your eyes and you're like, this guy's about to go off on, on some tangent again about, the, about, about life, but you never know. You literally never know when you're going to reach somebody. And so I provide my guys lots of that stuff. We, we talk about mentality training on a daily basis. We talk about mentality training to make sure that it's not all football. And it certainly conveys what you want it to convey, which is that you care about them as more than just a football player. But I do it because, you know, if I'm coaching 15 guys in a season, 14 of those guys, it may fall on deaf ears, but when the student is ready, the teacher appears. We've all heard that, that old adage. There might be 14 of them that aren't ready. There might be 14 of them that are half asleep when you're given that information, but there might be one that it latches onto. There might be that one guy that every day you have no idea what he's going through mentally in his own life because he hasn't sharing with you or he's closed off or whatever that is. And it might just be that one day that somebody's really in tune to that message and it makes an impact. And then that impact starts to snowball. They hear that message. And then the next day they hear more message and then they get to move toward and become like what we want to help them become like, which is the best version of themselves. That's what the goal of this thing is. 
my opinion, as a football coach, we're all trying to take our young men further than they can take themselves and become the best version of themselves. And we all know that nobody can become the best version of themselves without some help. You have this tendency to linger in your comfort zone. Even the the most amazing, exceptional people in the world need to be pushed. The Navy SEALs need to be pushed through Hell Week. Our young men is is great of a young, you know, and I've had the good fortune to coach at some great places. I've had the good fortune to coach with some incredible young men with an incredible mentality. But you can't just look at him and be like, oh, that guy's good. He's got it. No, that your job is to find a way to push that person. I think just providing what's important to you, and it's got to be what's important to you. And that's why like, I'm going to talk a very little bit about what matters to me. But but I think the most important is you've got to be real with them. For all the great things that you're going to hear on all these Lauren's First and Goal clinics, you're talking about for this year alone, four or five days of some of the most exceptional coaches in the country speaking. And you could take all of their philosophies and like roll them into one and create the best PowerPoint in the world. But the young men will know if it's not authentic, if it's not truly you. So you've got to be you and you've got to provide them information on a daily basis so they can move toward and become like what they're thinking about the most, what they're hearing about. And like, you know, it's as simple as every single day. And, you know, it's it's a different way. You know, it used to be, right? I remember back to high school, I got the good fortune to play for legendary high school coach in the state of Illinois named Frank Lenti. He would print out all this stuff on a daily basis to hand to us as players. And again, probably 90% of the players just took it home, put it in their binder and, you know, and didn't read it. It's that one that you got to read, right? Well, we can use the advantages of technology these days. We all probably have a group chat with the position that we coach. You can provide that information first thing in the morning. One of the very few things I'm going to talk about is everything is about habits in life, right? That's what we talk about is truly is just you create your habits and your habits create you. And so the first habit of every day is what do you do when that alarm goes off? You swing your feet over the side of the bed, put your feet on the floor and get ready to attack the day or do you hit the snooze button? That's a win or a loss. Either your attitude and your mentality won because you got ready, you got up and you're ready to roll or you lost. You hit the snooze, you just, ah, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it today, right? And so I say that because every single morning, if you just drop something in the group chat, again, you just never know when the student is going to be ready and the teacher can appear. If you drop a quote, if you drop an article that you read, if you just, you know, something that's on your heart that day, some people read the Bible on a daily basis and have a verse that hits them, whatever that is, maybe it's just my own, my own concern. Sometimes I get concerned that, that I'm going to be thought cheesy or they're, they're going to turn me off because I send too much. As long as it's consistent, as long as it's not, you know, you don't send them 8 billion different messages on 8 billion different topics, as long as it's consistent. And as long as it's real from who you are, it's going to hit the players and it's going to hit the students that are ready so the teacher can appear. Moving on to that next point, if everything's important, nothing is. If you try and reinforce 8 million different points, there's not going to be a ton of true learning there. There's going to be, they're, you know, they're going to move toward and become like, and they're, they're probably going to have the right message come in their way. But if you try and hit them with a million different messages, then that idea of importance melts away. It's Now it's just all white noise. Realizing how important a very clearly defined culture is. Whatever that your culture of your program is, 
whatever that you stand for personally, those are the things to hit them with over and over and over and over and over again. Just consistently reinforce that culture because at some point you're going to hit them with the same thing over and over and over again. What we're all striving for, and we all know this as coaches, is that it's all about having a player-owned culture. It's about the, the young men taking it over for themselves and truly being the ones that are controlling the locker room. It's he who controls the locker room, controls the team. And that has absolutely nothing to do with the coaches. Coaches do not control the locker room. Coaches guide the locker room. It's which voices in the locker room are truly in control of the locker room. And if you're creating consistent mentality, you're consistent with that cultural message over and over and over again, then that message will permeate. If you try and sell 8 million different messages, as great as they all might be, because there's tons of great things in the world, you can follow enough people on Twitter or Instagram and everything else and get so many phenomenal messages. The young men that we coach certainly get that. You send them a quote first thing in the morning, well, that gets drowned out by the 8 million other messages that they get throughout the day. But if you stay consistent with that message over and over and over again on a daily basis, soon you keep on winding threads together and it becomes a rope that's strong enough to kind of overcome the rest of the messages that they're being swamped by, that's kind of muddling their mind. And so the goal is to keep imparting the message to the point that the players believe it and own it and live it, right? And so then it's to provide them with that information and then hold them accountable to it. There's stuff that you have to ask them on a daily basis. It has to come out of their mouth because when it comes out of their mouth and not just you know, you can ask them, all right, everyone's got their acronym for what their culture stands for. Ours here at Duke is GRIND. What does GRIND stand for? And they can recite what the different letters stand for. But what do they mean? What do they mean in a practical way? And as soon as they understand the why, and then they teach you what the why is, and they teach their teammates, they start to believe, they start to live it, they start to own it, and then they hold each other accountable to it in the locker room. So everything I've said so far is not offensive line specific. It's about creating that culture. And then every coach gets to create a microcosm of the culture and in their own position that they coach, right? And offensive line in most programs is the largest group of people, not, not by weight, by actual numbers. We have the most guys in, on the team. And so if you have an offensive line that gets it, that buys in, that is truly owning the culture, you've made an enormous dent in the football team already. And because we are the largest, right, most physically imposing typically, and usually offensive linemen have big personalities. They're magnetic. People want to be around them. If they're selling the message, then the program as a whole is going to move forward. So from a consistency basis, again, if you are selling the same message over and over and over again, that they have a rock solid foundation, they have something to fall back on. When things get hard, when it's truly a challenge on a daily basis, when it's, you know, it's a tough Wednesday practice after a tough Tuesday practice, and they've got to get their minds right, they've got to get their body to do things that you don't know that they can do at that moment. But if they have that rock solid foundation from their mentality, they can rise up and do it. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. 
Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www dot team m-o-f-o dot com slash demo and mention coach and coordinator podcast or use the coupon code cc10 to receive 10 percent off your first year moving forward i believe not just coaching their mentality and their approach to life is coaching truly is teaching but i think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that Everyone in this game, even NFL coaches, our job is to teach because you get an opportunity, whether it's coaching Pop Warner all the way on up to the NFL, you're there to teach them because if you couldn't teach them something, you would literally just be in the way, right? You're useless. And, you know, if you're being paid for it, you're overpaid. If you're not being paid for it, then why are you even there if you can't teach them something? And so how do we teach them? It starts by what information do we need to make sure that they're accountable for each week? And so, and I think, again, there's a, there's a consistency that they have to have from week to week. And they have to know that these are the things they need to know within a game plan. What do they need to know every week? And then have them hold each other accountable to that information. How do you hold each other accountable to the information? And it's the same way that as a teacher, if you're a high school coach in a classroom, that you hold your your students accountable to that information. You ask them questions in front of each other. You ask questions without a name. So you say, you know, on third and one to two, what's the defense that we're expecting this week? And then you give the name. Another thing, honestly, that I love to do is when you have a position meeting, again, if you're a coach listening to this thing that's at the college level or at the high school level that has position meetings, there's nothing offensive linemen, any position, but nothing offensive linemen want more than to get into that position meeting and sit their butt down. So the first thing that we're going to do is make them all stand up And they all have to answer a question that's specific to the game plan. But it's one of those questions that they should know every week. But they don't get to sit down. The whole group doesn't get to sit down until everyone has answered their question correctly out loud. That forces that they do some studying together, right? They're accountable to each other. And that the, you know, the starting left tackle, as good as he might be, has to be responsible for the the third string freshman that has no idea what he's doing. He's he's lost. He's swamped. If you're in a college environment like I am, right, sometimes freshmen don't know, you know, which way is up when it comes to uh, 
figuring out football and school and all the things that, that are adjusting. But if, if that senior left tackle don't get to sit down until that third string freshman answers the question, they're certainly going to hold each other accountable for that information before it even gets to you. That brings me kind of to some of this stuff. And I know I, I shrunk it down, I'm not here to belabor the point, but I have a homework that is consistent from week to week. And I say this to the, to the young men all the time. I could not care any less if they work on it together. In fact, I want them to. I could not care any less if they literally like somebody works on what's the total blitz percentage and somebody else is drawing the, the pressures and they help each other and they exchange answers. That's the idea. The idea is the learning. And again, the, with an offensive line, the group accountability is so important, right? Because we all know, right, we could have four guys out there as an offensive line blocking the right way. And that fifth guy misses his block, doesn't step the right way, right? Doesn't realize what that pressure is, whatever the, the scenario is. And all of a sudden, that's bad O-line play. That's not bad center play. That's bad O-line play because it's got to take all five. And so it, this information is is intended to make sure that we're not overloading. This is stuff that we expect them to know each week. When I put this thing together, I called all my friends that are O-line coaches throughout the country, got the copies of their homework and tried to like streamline it the best I possibly could because obviously tons of redundancy there. But what are the things that we expect them to know, right? It's You see right there in the middle, the complete on Tuesday, three um, and with sub number two favorite line games. Like if you're playing left guard and it's third down, you don't know that their favorite line game is a TE twist, then you're not arming them with the right information to go be consistent out there on the football field. Right. And so this isn't something that changes week to week, right? If you're a high school teacher, obviously like the, the information changes that you're teaching changes from week to week. So you, so a lot of the times what you're tasking them with changes, this doesn't change. This literally, we could print this out the first week of the season, make 12 copies of it for each game and have them hand it back in. Important is that, you know, because what happens, right, I know this happens to me, to a lot of coaches is you hand them this information, but then when they hand it back, you don't check it, right? And then all of a sudden, you're not holding them accountable for it. So that's why we ask the questions in the meeting room to have them stand up and answer and sit down and then you have to check the information you have to, and it doesn't take long it seems like it will but it doesn't take long what i you know honestly what i do is i spot check them or you know when i'm obviously i'm in a situation where i have a graduate assistant and have the opportunity where he can do it for me but we'll we'll check two to three answers per page not every single answer two to three answers per page just to make sure that everybody's kind of gotten the main points. To create a consistent player, you have to create a confident player. When you have knowledge, you're going to have more confidence. When you step out there on the field and have a pretty good idea what's about to happen, you should have some confidence. So then there's the situational stuff or the you know defensive specific stuff. Then the next thing I task them with here is studying the personnel. I think, you know, again, obviously, if, if if you're a high school coach, almost every high school coach in the country has huddle or some some version of it. I think the important part of this thing is 
the starter and the backup. So if anybody gets in the game, right, what's their name? What's their number? And then what are, how does he get off run blocks? And I think important is this picture, right? Is that idea right there, right? Is that I make them put the clip number in the actual homework, right? So when they hand it in, it'll say, all right, you know, we, we played against North Carolina or, you know, this, this opponent played against North Carolina and it's North Carolina play number 59, and, and I make them do that because, again, they have a tendency sometimes just to be like, oh, yeah, they do this and they do this, right? No, no, no. Give me some specific examples. And then what happens from those specific examples is if it makes sense, again, if you're a college coach and you have the resources or a high school coach that has the time, they have already made for you a tape for each player that they're about to play against. So that if the last thing that they do on a Thursday night before a Friday game, if you're in high school or Friday night before a Saturday game, if you're in college is watch their personnel film. There should be two clips of, of every single guy that you're about to play against, right? Usually the top eight D linemen and run and pass. So there's 16 clips for each player. And let's say you're the, you know, you're, you're a tackle and, you know, you're at most going to watch the, the, you know, the four DNs. Um, and now all of a sudden you've really taken a little bit deeper dive. You know, your opponent better, which creates confidence, which creates that consistency. So that's how we, we attach or we attack it mentally. It's time for the winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation with your players. One, the saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, is a very important point in what we do as coaches. Some players come to us more prepared to learn than others, and then either suddenly or over time, the rest will be ready. Having a consistent message and sharing it with your players over and over will take hold, so be intentional with your message. There's enough noise in the world without us being a source of it. Consistency in the message we deliver will cut through that noise. Two, I love the idea of homework. This gives the players ownership in the game plan and mental preparation that goes into it weekly. Coach Cushing allows his players to divide that up and work on that together, much like we would divide up a game plan amongst the staff. This can help them build team chemistry. We had longtime NFL offensive line coach for the New England Patriots, Dante Scarnecchia, share a similar idea in which he allows his players to take an open book test at the end of the week, working together to solve all the problems. Three, put a focus on player film study. Giving a large playlist may overwhelm a player. We work in a world of getting our information in small doses, so having them pick out two clips of run technique and two of pass rush technique of the opponent serves again to give them ownership in the process, but also puts together a meaningful playlist that gets them right to the important aspects that we want them to view and more importantly, understand so that they can enhance their chances for success on game day. Please go to coachingcoordinator.com for expanded show notes, including our winning edge takeaways, as well as links to our interview with Coach Cushing, links to resources, and be sure to sign up for our weekly tip sheet, which shares the best ideas from the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.